Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We are going to reflect now on the, what well, was an embarrassing loss to a second string England side uh, for the Silver Ferns going down just by the point, uh, just by the goal, but um, there was so much to unpick from that game. So at the game, as part of the Sky Commentary crew, former Silver Fern herself, Jodie Brown. Jodie, uh, very, very disappointing. Yeah, look, I think it was. I think... Um you know, all things pointed to us winning um, around, you know, all the noise that was um, in that pre-build-up. And I think when you kind of looked on paper at that English Roses team, you kind of thought, you know, yep, we've kind of got this one in the bag. So I think it's a bit of uh, humble pie <laughs> eating at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I, like the Ferns, they'll, they'll be 13 and they'll be, um, yeah, a little bit gutted, I guess. To, to try and find the good things first, I thought the last quarter... Uh, the defensive end of Jane Watson, Karenberger, as we saw in the ANZ Premiership, lots of energy, um, really disrupted England's flow. Um, and just the rest of the team seemed to pick up off, off their effort. A really good fourth quarter. And if you're going to have a good quarter and a loss, it's probably the last one you want because you've got some more games coming. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, you're right. They cause chaos and they just bring that energy and they just fly through everything and I think they did a really good job of bringing that energy and that's what they needed right from the start. Um, and I guess that's really disappointing. I think all the things, you know, all the reflections I've read and all the, the listenings that I've listened to, it's, it's all about how can we bring that energy from the start and why do we need to rely on the likes of a Jane and a Karen to bring that energy. Um, but, you know, for more, you know, that's something to build on. Let's hope for the next two tests that it'll be the same. Yeah, I feel like if I was talking to a year ago, we'd be talking about Kelly Jury, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. She's gone from goalkeeper, went to the World Cup, they dallied with her at wing defence, and then we see her in this game on the bench. Um, the wing defence experiment, I, I feel like maybe it's got into her head. She just didn't have the confidence that we used to seeing Kelly Jury have. No, she didn't. She didn't have the impact, I guess, we, we used to seeing her have. I think in the in the initial stages of that game, it took the um the shoot the English shooters a wee while to get used to her the range of her arms. Um, but once they did, it just seemed to be no problem for them. They just ran that circle, and there just seemed to be a lack of connection between um, Jury and Karaka. Uh, and it just yeah, and it's something that we haven't seen because at the World Cup, even though it was disappointing. Uh, it was more the attacking end, I felt, at the World Cup that let us down. Defensively, we were still getting lots of ball. Um, so it was just really, I guess, disappointing from a defensive point of view that throughout that test one, that it wasn't, I think, until the last quarter when Karen Berger got intercepted was we got, you know, a, a, a clean intercept. Otherwise, it was just all off roses and stakes. Yeah, and I feel like amongst our starters, Karen can hold her head high and Amelia and Ekinasio kept us in that, albeit... Um, we were quite well behind on the on the score 
scoreboard for big, yeah. big periods. But Amelia Ann kept us in with those long-range shots, incredible shooting percentage when you look at her average range of shot. Yeah, she she had a good captain's knock and she led right from the start. And what I really liked about her performance was that there was no mucking around in the golf circle. She got the ball, she turned to post. We know she's a really good long-range shooter. She's got a beautiful high arcing shot. And she was put under a fair amount of pressure from those um, defensive pairing. But she still managed to knock them. I think it wasn't until the late, just before halftime, that she was still sitting on 100%. But her volume was outstanding as well. And that's what you want to see from your shooters. You just want to see them go direct to the post. That's your job. That's what you're there for. You know you're good at that. So let's see them do a lot more. Why was Maya Wilson not as effective as we would have liked to see? My, my observation was doesn't move a lot off the ball and, and draw defenders away, which was forcing these long shots from Amelia Ann. Yeah, I think a couple of things that stood out for me for Maya that um, maybe perhaps haven't I haven't seen in the past was all her movement was from away from the ball. So she was asking for the ball over a defender and away from where the feeder was going. Um, I know, you know, as, as shooters, we want to be ball side. We want to be able to have that easy feed in. So I think the lack of preparation to get ball side and availability was Maya's biggest one. And then there was a lot of running out of the, out, out of the circle. And for me, that just really clogs up that space for, you know, the midcourt to be able to do their stuff and hit the circle edge and give you quality ball. So, yeah, just um, something that really hasn't st- stood out from, from Maya and, you know, ANZ premierships and stuff like that. But, yeah, just really just, didn't really want it. And her volume was very low as well. I think she was only nine from 11 um, and by far the lowest, um, you know, on court. Yeah, I feel like it was probably the lowest output from a goal shooter in a black dress I can ever remember. Yeah, yeah you might be right. <laughs> Is it, are they easy fixes, Jody? Uh, look, I'd like to see her um, try some new things. I, I was really hoping that Amelia, Amelia Wormsley would get on, I think. I know she's got a lot of growing to do, and I know that she is still learning and developing her game, but I felt like you just needed someone at home in that circle to allow the other people to use that space to bring the ball down. I think late in the uh, fourth quarter, you saw Tiana Maturo. She went in there, and she just kind of almost played a goal shoot role where she just kind of posted up and then offered on the angle, and that allowed... Um, uh, Amelia and Ekinacio to come out and do some work and it, I just felt that it moved a little bit better um, and defensively yes I think they're easy fixes you just need to get ball and, I, and we know that we're good at it I guess it's just connecting that we're all on the same page and all doing the same thing we, we all did look a little bit flat and tired um, and the Roses just looked like they were having fun and, and just um, had nothing to lose. So we've talked about both ends of the court. The, the midcourt, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Heffernan in the midcourt there. Didn't really establish herself in there. Neither really did Whitney or Maddie or anyone else they used in the midcourt. And quite often you don't realise how much you miss a player until they're not playing in, in Gina Crampton. Do you feel like there was a bit of desperation between the middies? <laughs> Yeah, look, I don't think they, they um, connected as well. And, and you're right, I don't think Kate Heffernan was as, as effective as what she has been in the past. Um, I did like the injection of Maddie Gordon. I thought she brought just a little bit of energy to the court. But also when Mila came on as well, I thought she did a really good job of just directing that end and just running and taking a hard drive. She did benefit from coming on in a, in a um, phase where you know the energy did lift and we did kind of have that. So I think... One of them just needs to kind of put their hand up and go, you know, I'm here, I'm going to take it, I'm going to do it. Just kind of look that everyone was just kind of standing back and making, 
you know, looking at what they can do rather than just taking the ball by the horns and just, and just um, yeah, kind of taking on those drives and giving the ball, letting the ball go, all that kind of stuff that McCorders do. While it's not massive alarm bells, there there are some tinkles from the bells coming with netball, I feel, in New Zealand at the moment. Uh, sort of at a crossroads or a T intersection. Um, a disappointing World Cup, a loss to England B, criticism from the likes of, or observation, I should say, from Yvonne Willering, Mark Foster, saying ANZ Premiership isn't doing it to prepare our girls uh, for international netball. The step is too big. Do we need an overhaul or a tinker? I think it's just a small tinker. I, I would like to see us, um, you know, be able to play some Australian sides. I think I, I really like, I think I've heard the idea that, you know, at the end of the competition, the, the top two or the top three, you go and play their top three or something like that. I really would like that. I do think that we're missing that intensity. Um, as much as we can bring intensity against each other, that is against each other. It's not against international you know, experience, and you have a look at their side. But I, I do think they need, they're going through that re- review process at the moment of the World Cup. They're trying to do that as well as play the series, which can be probably as hard a job as he can do as well. So I think, you know, I, I think we probably just need time just to step back and go, hey, what's, what, what's needed here? Um, and, and who's the best people to take this forward? And who are the best players and all that kind of stuff? So I think that's really hard to do alongside trying to play a series as well. What about our players and where they play, and international players where they play? When I look at the World Cup, um, you'd have to agree that the Australian competition prepared players better for the Worlds. When you look at the number of Jamaicans and English that play in the Australian competition, we don't have any that are still playing for the Silver Ferns, playing in the Aussie comp. We don't have many imports. There were a few when we were a little bit short. Do we need to spice up our domestic competition and do we need to embrace maybe sending some of our some of our players into the Aussie comp to harden them up a bit? Yeah, look, I'd like to, um, you know, see that talked about and see what the value of that is. I, I do think that there, you know, you look at the likes of Laura Langman um, when she went over there, Karina Rory, when she went over there, they, you know, they said that it was one of the best experiences of their life. So, I would certainly like to see um, the opportunity or maybe the discussion happen about the opportunity of our players going and playing in you know, the Australian League. Um, when you have a look at them, I'm not sure all of our players in our league would, would, would you know, be able to go and play over there. Mm. Um, but I do want to see that discussion take happen. You know, like what, what would happen if that was allowed? But also, like, what can we do to make our league more attractive to get imports over here? When you're looking at imports, I can guarantee you the first the first uh, competition they look at is that SSN competition before they look at ANZ Premiership. So how can we make our ANZ Premiership more attractive to get these players over here? And do we need, you know, a couple of imports? Or what, what do we need? So I think that discussion needs to be had, and I think all options need to be put on the table to can be considered. I've seen in other sports, Jody, um, when we bring imports in, they're saying, oh, they're taking a place of the local. Do we just need to get over ourselves in that? Well, I, th- I think so a little bit because while they're taking a place of the local, they can that local can be included in that training squad. So they're actually going to be learning off that import as well and creating that competition. So that import's going to be setting a standard of, hey, this is the standard that we want our locals up to. So I think there's give and takes with that. I, I understand that, but I also think, hey, why not take this as a learning opportunity? And I think players these days, 
sometimes we hand things to them on a plate. And, and I remember back in, back in my day, I hate saying that, but it was like you had to work for it. There was a standard set and I had to make sure that I had, if I wanted to be in a competition, I wanted to be on the court, I had to be able to be better than those other people that was, I was training against. Talking to Jody Brown, former Silver Fern, after that loss to England. Um, Dame Knowles, I hate to say this, she looked, um, what, what's the right word? A little, not, uh, a little bit empty, a little bit hollow during the game, just like, oh my God, what am I witnessing? Uh, how do you expect her to react to that result? I think she has a, a quiet leadership. I think you saw her. It was really interesting sitting back watching you know, the footage and, and watching the game play out live. Um, the difference between the two benches, you know, you had the likes of Liana, Leota and, and Joe Harton who are up screaming and very vocal and then you had Noel that just kind of sat there um, and had it all going in her brain. I think there's a fair amount of frustration there for Noel. I think we heard in, you know, the press conferences that we're not learning and I think as a coach and, and, and by all means, I only coach secondary school kids, I think there is a, a, a fair amount of frustration when you know and probably can see what's happening and you've probably talked about it and tried to work on it at training, but it doesn't translate when it goes into an, a game. And I know from a coach's point of view, that can be really frustrating. And, and it's like, well, okay, so what are we going to try now? And I feel like she might have tried every trick that she's got in her book at the moment around trying to get you know, the learnings out on court and it's just not translating out on court. So for me, I think she's a bit frustrated with where they're at and, and what the product is that they're putting out on court. Yeah, we had Maddie Gordon on our breakfast show today and she pretty much said, they asked her what was Noeline's reaction and Maddie said she didn't really have to say anything. We all knew that we hadn't performed. Um, I feel like, you know, I was confident the Silver Ferns were going to win the last match. I'm even more confident they're going to win the second one based on a kick up the bum and that fourth quarter performance. Yeah, I, I totally agree. As soon as we kind of left that game and we were debriefing it in the car, we were like, the Ferns are going to win next game, 15 to 20, I think. You know, like I think they're just going to come out. So um, it'll set it up nicely for Hamilton. Um, but I still think that um, this is a bit of a kick up the butt and I think we will win the next two tests. Let's hope so because we've got the Constellation Cup not far away and we won't be seeing an Aussie B team in that one, by God. No, we won't. And, and I guess that's one of the things that was going through my mind too. I was thinking, well, gosh, what's going to happen when Australia come over? But, you know, like I think the girls, I, I, you could see it after the game, they were dejected um, and they knew themselves. They didn't need anyone else doing it. And I think that's the hard thing is, you know, when you lose, you know that that's happened and then you take on all the pressure from the outside. So let's hope that they're able just to use it in a good way. Awesome. Jody Brown, thanks heaps for chatting to us and looking forward to a 2 1 win in the Tiny, Jam- Tiny Jamison as we get ready for Constellation. Hey, eh? that's it. Here we are. Thank you.